You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello listeners. Welcome to the latest episode of Why Not Mint Money. I'm your host Jash Kriplani. Today there is no escaping the digital world, but your online existence can easily be threatened by fraudsters who are today even better equipped with AI tools. In today's episode of Why Not Mint Money, we chat with Abhishek Bondia, who is the principal officer and managing director at SecureNow.in on the lesser-known cybersecurity insurance and why you should care about it. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Hi Abhishek, welcome to the latest episode of Why Not Mint Money. It is so great to have you here. Abhishek, we wanted to chat with you on cybersecurity insurance. What is it about and why people should have it? Also, why not many people know about it? Thank you Jash for having me. It's really my pleasure. So to answer your question, you know, why don't people have it? I think it's a matter of awareness and right. it's coming to people like you and me. to really help people about the insurance and how it helps them right if you think about what the product is cybersecurity insurance yeah it is essentially a, a product to cover any kind of cyber fraud yeah and unauthorized transactions or unauthorized access yeah to your systems by a third party yeah yeah the policy pays for losses incurred by you yeah and gives of a company it also pays losses incurred by their customers or their other business associates and you know and also curiously abhishek we have not heard much about this cyber security insurance why is that the case yeah so there are many reasons you know jash why this product is not as widely known the first reason is that the product is relatively a you know new product as compared to let's say your motor insurance or your health insurance it has really come about in the last you know 7-8 years second already insurers have started seeing large losses for cyber security insurance so while the product is new they the claim experience is also relatively new for them and it is it is not so great so insurers are also cautiously marketing and promoting the product okay um so i think uh, as insurers understand the underwriting better the panel starts looking relatively you know more stable it is only a matter of time before this product becomes a household one right right also abhishek you know for the benefit of our listeners can you share some case studies where you know you have come across and you know these examples or these incidents have showed you how important this insurance is and how it can really you know save the day when you are you know in some kind of a trouble or you run into some fraud so just there have been so many incidents in yeah. the recent past yeah we all know about this public sector you know hospital which suffered a huge uh, you know data you know a breach right there was you know food company uh, which also had a similar incident but coming to my own first hand experience based upon people i know right there you two instances one of a company and that of an individual Yeah, first of a company. There's this large cloud service hosting company. Okay. Have sophisticated systems in terms of cybersecurity. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, they faced a ransomware attack. 
Okay. So what this attack did was locked out their entire system yeah. and asked for a ransom. Right, right. Without paying that ransom, within a specific deadline that was within 48 hours, right. the a perpetrator threatened that they would delete all the customer data right. that the client was hosting. Right. It would really bring the you know, business to its knees. Okay. Imagine a very sophisticated you know, cyber company facing that kind of an attack. Right, right, right. Fortunately, they have a policy. It could intervene and help them, you know, get out of it. And look at the kind of losses they suffered. They had to pay a rent. Their you know, systems had to be re-engineered. Yeah. Plus, they had a loss of business during the time of the lockdown. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, similar situation is there for an individual. Now, okay. for an individual, it is less about intrusion into a system, but it is more about social engineering. Okay. So we have received SMSs or WhatsApp where you know people are giving us lottery prices and you know work from home uh, job offers. Similarly, yeah. here was an individual, a senior citizen, who got an SMS saying that you know the reward points on the credit card that he yeah. was holding fire yeah. after a few hours. Right. Right. And it also the SMS also provided a link right. at the individual. Click and easily claim that link. Now, you know, right. any yeah. person who is relatively, you know, tech savvy would say, let me just click on the link and claim the reward point. Right, right, right. That's a topic for credit card. Yeah. So, then people exactly did that. And within a matter of seconds, right. uh, multiple transactions happened on his card and he lost about, you know, 70,000 rupees. Oh, right. Okay. So, so both at both ends of the spectrum, you have large, sophisticated companies who are under attack. And yeah. then you have you know, relatively, you know, less digitally exposed senior citizens who are also getting, you know, right. become victims of these attacks. Right. Also, you know, given the fact that AI has, you know, come to where it has come, do you think that, you know, it becomes even more risky? You know, people are even more vulnerable now. Back in the day, you would remember we would get this mail from a Nigerian prince, right? Who would, yeah. you know, ask for some money and all of that. But there used to be grammatical errors in those mails. So at least people could, you know, figure that out. But now with AI, I think, you know, the lines would blur. People could even, from what I understand, you know, mimic your, you know, close relative's voice and talk to you in that, yeah. with the help of AI. So do you think with AI coming in, you know, it becomes even more important to have such insurance with you that can help you and protect you? Absolutely, Josh. If you say that earlier it was Nigerian Prince, now yeah. if you look at some of the emails that we get, it is from our CEO right. saying that I need this money while because I'm in a meeting, can you transfer me so and so? And right. it is so common these right. days. Right. This is advancement of technology where you the, the, the criminals are able to identify yeah. who is the CEO of that company and specifically use their domain name right. to misrepresent. Right. Right. Now, right. so, uh, add to that a layer of AI. Yeah. You know the the you know language, the means of the fraud could be at a, a significantly higher proportion. Right. Think about AI being used to mimic the voice and actually having a conversation with you in yeah. real time with this. Right. Right. And you know encouraging you to do a you know fraudulent transaction. And that is why you are saying that cyber security insurance will become part of everyone's household in time to come it will become a popular product it's only a matter of time absolutely and, and if you think about individual and companies I think all of us have to 
significantly up our game in terms yeah. of prevent right uh, how do we secure our systems how do we secure our passwords right. but given the amount of time we are you know spending in the digital world yeah just prevention won't help right i think right. it's important to recognize that we all are vulnerable to making a mistake that's okay. where insurance comes in sure that in case despite our best efforts we yeah. step into you know one of these traps then right. we are we have our back covered right 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 and abhishek what about you know the recourse that individuals might have in terms of the banks that is servicing them or you know even for that matter rbi in such cases what kind of you know recourse they can expect from their banks or you know agencies is there some positive light over there so the way rbi rules you know are stated that if the customer is at fault okay then you know banks are not liable for the loss okay right and if you look at losses which are you know geared towards individuals these are largely social engineering losses right right where the customer is you know you know made a victim of a fraud because he is doing he or she is doing a transaction in a bona fide way right right that the you know criminal you know is receiving the benefit rather than a bona fide merchant so you know my interpretation is that the current regulatory stand is that in such situation the customer is at fault okay unfortunately okay. the big gray area here is you know to do the social engineering yeah you need a certain amount of data about the customer right 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 whether right. it is the credit card information or the you know personal details about the individual right right, right. Uh, i don't know you know uh, frankly how you know secure some of the systems are right, right. with you know these financial intermediaries and how stringent the enforcement action is to make sure that that data is not compromised right what about identity theft you know there how can customer protect oneself is there still a recourse out there because in identity theft the customer him or herself is not really at fault his or her identity has been sort of you know taken over by these fraudsters so in that scenario is there any recourse out there i think again so when you think about recourse there are two identity theft is covered under cyber insurance okay so that's a, a way of protection now okay. another way you know some of these banking transactions are defined right and if the an otp is used right. to verify a transaction right then it is a secure transaction and the transaction is done with the consent of the customer so right. customer is at fault right plain and simple right. right okay even if let's say the customer's phone has been cloned right so right. it's not really the customer who has done the transaction yeah but the bank stand right at least in the case that i know the bank stand is very clear because an otp was used that's why the customer is at fault right. even if they did not really do the transaction right 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 so essentially it is not that easy to you know get recourse from you know your existing bank or you know the the power that be the agencies or the authorities or you know the regulators so that makes cyber insurance even more critical aspect for your you know overall insurance cover that you take how much does one have to pay for buying these insurance what are the premium costs like and how much cover can one take so the costs are relatively low for example when you look at an individual yeah they could buy a cyber insurance for as low as you know 30 rupees okay. for a 10000 rupees cover Okay. but that will have a limited coverage for 
just UPI transactions. Okay. Okay. Right. As you go higher, you could cover you know different kinds of transactions, uh, including credit card and otherwise. You know, for like a twenty-five thousand rupees cover, it may cost around two hundred rupees. Okay. Right. Now, when you look at a company for a you know one crore cover, it really depends upon the kind of industry they are in and the kind of cybersecurity systems they have. Yeah. But it could cost between you know five to ten lakh rupees. Okay. Okay. Now. To the other part of your question, how much cover should one buy? Really depends upon what kind of exposure you have, right? What is your credit card limit really? Right, right, right. What are the kind of transactions that you do on a usual basis? Right, right. On the right. part that have some, you know, limits on what, what is the, you know, maximum value of a transaction we can do online. Right, I think right. those are the parameters that should guide you right. to define the kind of coverage you need. Right, right. Right on a on an average basis, what is your sort of transaction that you do using your credit cards or using digital modes? That's how yeah. you kind of come to the come to the center idea of the cover that you need. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say the maximum limit of transaction value that you have set for your credit card okay. is the value of it that you need. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense actually because once your credit card and other details are compromised, you know, you never know. Fraudsters can use the maximum limit against you. So that makes yeah. a lot of sense. So Abhishek, thank you so much for joining us today and you know giving us your perspective on this very important aspect of insurance that nobody really talks about, but it is so important. You know, digitally we are always there, always you know making clicks over here and there, and you never know when you make the wrong click or when you you know talk to someone who might not really be your relative but might just sound like one. Especially in today's day and age of AI, one needs to be even more careful. Thanks, Abhishek, for your time. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. If you liked this episode and would like to hear to more such interesting conversations, do log into our channel Why Not Mint Money on Spotify, where you'd always find me omnipresent. Also, if you have any new ideas or suggestions, you can DM me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at the rate Josh Kriplani. That is. J A S H K R I P L A N I. You can always reach out to us over the email. Our email ID is mintmoney at the rate liemin dot com. To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Smartcast.com.